You ready? I'm Lisa. And I'm Kelly. And this is Bad at Boundaries, the podcast where we share personal stories about setting boundaries, healing, and growing into the people we want to be. Get ready to laugh, sigh, and draw the line with us. Super easy first take. Oh no. Kelly, what are you? Okay. (laughs) It's like, why won't it minimize? Anyways, um, can I tell you the immense relief I felt? When you messaged me being like, I'm wearing comfy clothes to record. Yes. <laughs> I had the <laughs> most intense moment. Because, like, okay, we're at the point now of my unemployment where I, I don't even put makeup on to, like, make TikToks. I fully rely on a filter. And the reason why is, like, I don't want to put, like, $10 worth of makeup on my face. Like, that's it's, a waste of money. <laughs> and it's skincare. It, yeah. Well, oh, my God. Yeah, it's giving my my skin a break. But, yeah, so I, like, just put jeans on, and I was like, (laughs) should I put, like, a little something on? And, like, I had, like, a tiny bit on, but when you were like, I'm I'm wearing comfy clothes, I was like, thank God. The jeans came off. When I tell you, I looked at my bathrobe hanging up, and I had a serious (laughs) moment where I was like... I could I could wear this out. Like this is fine, but yeah. You will like, notice I didn't. Since you since our listeners can't see us, I'm wearing like respectable leggings, but I'm mm-hmm. wearing an oversized fleece, plaid fleece from mm-hmm. the Taylor Swift store. I and I love it. I know I noticed that when and we I'm, were recording our other episode and I was like, it says Taylor Swift. Yeah, it says plaid shirt days above it. And nights when you made me around. Okay, I can't. I can't sing Taylor Swift. Um, You can, though. I encourage it. And see, this is a beautiful segue here because (laughs) I love, I feel like I'm finally at the point in my adult life where I have friends who I can kind of be just like a little feral with. You know what I mean? Like, just, and I don't mean feral as in like my behavior towards them. It's the friends where you can really. Like, just kind of show up as you are in your weirdest, like, maybe traditionally least desirable self, and they will still accept you. So, Mm -hmm. like, the fact that I was like, I can wear a bathrobe to, like, record a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Like, to me, that's like, oh, okay, Kelly and I are, like, friend friends now. Like, we are friend friends. And I don't have a lot of those anymore. Yeah, and I had to go through a whole process of, like, reverse engineering that because... Growing up twins, you don't know that your behavior is considered feral. (laughs) And I think Molly and I were in high school before someone was like, it's a little weird that you, like, bring up some, like, certain topics so openly. But, yeah, like, they're... When you grow up twins, you just don't really filter things. Like, Mm -hmm. we we didn't always share a room, but, like, Mm. we, we were in and out of each other's rooms. Oh, yeah. And you, when you have a lifetime of shared experience, it's like there's no facade you can put up with each other. Yeah. Because you were there for everything. Like yeah. you can't glamorize the story because you will get immediately mm-hmm. corrected. Oh yeah, like um, I have um, my two oldest friends. So Emily, who like our moms were friends when they were pregnant. So like I've grown up with her my whole life. And then Lauren, mm-hmm. who I met in kindergarten, and all three of us went to the same school. And I feel like I struggle with boundaries with them so mm-hmm. much as an adult because it's the same thing where, like, they've seen me at every process in my life. Like, mm-hmm. I went to elementary school with both of them. I went to junior high with Lauren. I went to high school with Emily. All three of us went to university together. Mm-hmm. Like, we 
like truly thick as thieves, like as close as sisters would mm-hmm. be. And yeah, it's the same thing where it's like you, like they know everything. They've been there for every mm-hmm. phase, every uncomfortable part of your growth. And I find something I'm struggling with as an adult now. And like, you know, I, I live with, with a gentleman, John, I say his name every episode. <laughs> Everyone knows who he is. I live with John. Emily lives with her partner, Harry. Lauren moved to Vancouver and she is a like high power lawyer now. I don't, I don't even know if she's high power. I just want to brag about her being high power. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but she's a lawyer now. And like, I feel like I'm really struggling with how our adult relationship is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. Because all throughout my life, like, we grew up in the age of the internet. We all got our first cell phones, like, at around the same time. And I'm so used to being in constant contact with them mm-hmm. that I'm really struggling now to, like, learn that that is not a standard as an mm-hmm. adult anymore. And, like, when we were in university, we have a group chat like the three of us together we were on it every day it didn't matter if we spent the entire day together studying whatever like we would go home and be on that group chat and the last few years it's like limping along like it's barely alive and for so long it really bothered me Mm -hmm. that that was like falling apart and I feel like I'm still learning how to communicate with them as a grown-up and not like a little kid you know there's like did did anyone ever tell you that saying like boyfriends or whatever but Mm -hmm. friendships are forever yes and that's how I feel (laughs) but I actually think that's I think it's very valid for friendships to be seasonal yes like I think like I had friends where the week we were at summer camp together Mm -hmm. inseparable codependent in between we didn't even we added each other's friends on Facebook Mm -hmm. never spoke Mm -hmm. we'd go to our Thanksgiving or Easter reunions like in each other's pockets again yeah And then, yeah, and then I have, so, like, in elementary school, Mm -hmm. my twin and I had another friend who was in our class, like, grade, Mm -hmm. grade three through grade six, Mm -hmm. in our same class and homeroom all through junior high. We hit grade 10. She and I had all of our classes together again, Mm -hmm. and it really just enabled my codependent tendencies. Mm -hmm. So my sister and I ended up switching high schools um, for grade 11 and 12. We went to like a different um, high school that was a lot bigger. All of a sudden I like, like my first class on my first day of school in grade 11 Mm -hmm. was chemistry 30 with a bunch of grade 12 students who (laughs) knew each other. (laughs) Well, I don't think I spoke once in that class, like to the point where we did um, like a a leadership team fundraiser for like Day of Silence where you, I think we were wearing like t-shirts and you just don't speak for the day. Mm -hmm. And one of my classmates looked at me and was like, how is that different from any other day? (laughs) Anyone who knows me now, (laughs) you've met a different Kelly. Yeah. And that's okay. (laughs) But I think like people change and just because people change at different like Mm -hmm. paces, everyone's on their own journey. Mm -hmm. And I actually think it's really cool when you can kind of maybe recognize that you've had some distance with a friend Mm. but still be able to like think back nostalgically on all the like the fun times so Mm. that friend that we grew up with through elementary we're not friends anymore Mm. she and I had a drift apart because she ended up having a blowout with a couple mutual friends and then I just do not do well being stuck in the middle yeah it's the worst place to be so we kind of we we did a fade out Mm. um 
And there was another friend, part of the same friend group, where she and I drifted apart at the same time. And then so, like, junior high and high school and university were really close, spent, like, four or five years apart, and then were able to, like, reconnect again. Mm -hmm. And we, I think, talking to her about that time, it was, like, one of my favorite conversations I've ever had with a friend because mm. she was like it's okay that like we couldn't be each other's friends then because we're doing a great job now yeah. and we did a we did a great job way back in the day mm-hmm. and sometimes I think you need space to figure things out on your own yeah. so I've definitely noticed like there are times in my life where I deliberately distanced myself from specific friends mm. because I knew that they would force me to tackle like certain topics or sit with my feelings in a way where I was like mm. no I'm distracting myself I'm having fun mm-hmm. I'm growing up I'm making mistakes yeah. and like this is the journey I'm on and when I'm done this phase of life they'll still be there yeah. And that's okay. See, I, I have... Which s- maybe oh. makes me a bad friend for a little bit, but... I don't think it does, because, like, that's something I've always had a really hard time with. And I mm-hmm. think, like, might be issues with, like, attachment or issues with... I, I don't know. I just... Have you ever heard that quote where it's, like, everything I've ever let go of, I've left behind claw marks? That's how I feel about all the friends that, like, I've had to have that distance with. And I feel like I've always been the person... I'm a Taurus. We're very loyal. Like, <laughs> we are we are ride or die. We are stubborn. And it's even when there are people in my life who I, who I know are no longer aligned with me. Like, we don't... Their values shifted. Or, like, I grew and they, they have to catch up. Or they grew and I, I'm not there yet. I feel like I have such a hard time just letting it go and I'm kind of going through that right now with a really dear a dear 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 friend of mine who Mm -hmm. like nothing really major happened it's just been the last little while we haven't felt in sync anymore Mm -hmm. and like she was a a very very close friend of mine and somebody who I was like we're gonna raise our kids together like I've known her for like 20 not 20 years like 15 years almost at this point Mm -hmm. and I feel like for a very long time I was like making lots of excuses if she bailed on hanging out and like didn't tell me or like we would agree to go for coffee and then she canceled last minute or like when we did hang out it just didn't really feel like how how it it used to and I Mm -hmm. feel like I'm finally getting to the point where it's like you know you have to give people opportunities to prove that they deserve to be in your life Mm -hmm. because that's the reality it doesn't matter who's listening to this who's speaking like you you are a high value person like you have meaning to you you are important and having like being a part of somebody's life is a huge privilege Mm -hmm. and if somebody's not appreciating that then it's time to let them go or if they don't fit in your life and feel good it's okay to let that go and I've never had I've only had a couple really big like friend breakups but like Mm -hmm. that feeling where you know the friendship needs to end or it needs to have some distance or whatever that is the hardest most painful feeling for me because I'm so scared they're never going to come back and what that means you know have have you ever had a friend breakup uh I've had I've had a couple and acknowledging that Mm. um so like with with my childhood friend that one didn't feel like a friend breakup at the time because there wasn't a specific like blowout Mm. that I could personally attribute it to right um I was just adjacent to other ones Mm -hmm. but like 
this was someone who was really impactful and like we we both like grown older so it's one of those things where if I'm going through old photo albums with uh. like <laughs> with people one day and it comes up like yeah. I'll be able to tell a nice story of like oh like mm-hmm. <laughs> and by photo album I probably mean Facebook album <laughs> yeah, when those pop real. up in the memories <laughs> where I'm like like I can look at those now and be mm-hmm. like and appreciate those moments for what they were like mm-hmm. I feel like it's been long enough that mm-hmm. that like lens of like bitterness and pettiness is gone wait really quick can I dilly dally here mm-hmm. um it was my friend's birthday not mm-hmm. too long ago and like something came up and I, I couldn't go to her like little birthday thing like I I was dealing with some mental health stuff and I was just like I, I can't today mm-hmm. like I don't have capacity for it and I had like this moment because now my birthday's coming up it's my 29th birthday like all mm-hmm. excited and I was you know thinking who am I gonna invite who's gonna do this and I kind of got into this thing where I was looking at all my old like birthday pictures from old parties I was I was looking at the old Facebook album like all mm-hmm. call a spade a spade and I was just like it was really cool to see the same a lot of the same faces like year after year mm-hmm. and then I started thinking about what the pictures would look like this year and I was like I don't know if I want to invite that friend or if they will still even show up and like that friend has been at all my parties for Mm -hmm. my whole 20s and I was just like oh my god like it made me cry being like she's not gonna be there like what if she won't but again if somebody's not giving you stuff you can't work with that you know I think won't and can't are two different things because you recognizing that you had like hit your limit for social interaction or like what you could handle Kelly you're gonna make me cry (laughs) (laughs) The, the accidental pep talk but no I think with friends I think it's, like, a lot more normal with friendships than romantic relationships to kind of have, like, ebbs and flows. Yeah. And I think what makes adult friendships so much harder Mm -hmm. is growing up, we were in the classroom together. Yeah, you are together for, like, seven hours a day. Yeah. And I was in, like, an academic challenge class, which meant (laughs) my homeroom literally was my class for every single subject all day. Bunch of nerds. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But it's true. As you get older and, like, you know, school life goes further behind, uh, you really do start to notice, like, who you were kind of only friends Mm -hmm. with because you were forced to spend all that time together. Like, when I was in my... I keep wanting to use American terms, but when I was in grade 12, my senior year of high school, I had, like, this little gang of friends, and it was, like, three guys, three girls, and we were, like, thick as thieves, and it was... Like, I was like, I'm never gonna not be friends with these people. Like, they are the best. And lo and behold, less than a year later, I think I was only talking to one person in that friend group. And even then, like, two years later, that was done. Mm-hmm. And it it just... And as an adult, it's like, I always used to think, like, oh, my parents are so weird. They only hang out with people from work. Or, like, they're really old friends. Mm-hmm. And now, <laughs> like, that's all I do. I hang out with people from my work or from John's work or really old friends and like people I've gotten to know through old friends Mm -hmm. uh, or through work friends like it's just technically John and I are old friends (laughs) yeah technically you and John are childhood friends you guys used to play together as kids but and it's just like your ability as you get older to meet new people like Mm -hmm. yeah your horizons broaden but you never have friends like your childhood friends you know yeah because I think there's 
there's something to be said for just like having shared experiences during those formative years. Mm-hmm. Do you know what TikTok like really was gut wrenching oh, that no. I <laughs> yeah. watched recently? It was talking about work friendships. So yeah, you you can have these work besties mm-hmm. where you're literally in constant communication for like mm-hmm. seven to eight hours a day, especially yeah. like if you work closely together on a team. Mm-hmm. And working remotely now, like you're in and out of Zoom calls. It's not just mm-hmm. like emails and messages. Yeah. And for me, like that was part of what kept me actually in both of my last jobs for longer than I intended to be. I, it was the people. I totally get that. Yeah. yeah. It took me two years to quit my teaching job. Mm-hmm. Like originally I was only going to stay there for three years <laughs> and then it stretched out into four. Yeah. And it's like you're in constant communication with these people. Mm -hmm. And then when you leave the job, you're like, what do we have in common outside Mm -hmm. of our shared experiences at work? And sometimes there could be a lot, but you always had those daily interactions of that workplace environment. Well, and and I totally get that. Like my remember, I was telling you how I worked in the cosmetic dentistry industry and you were like, what the like, why would you work there? I think the reason I stayed in that job for so long is because I was so in love with the people who who were working there. We had a really small team. It was only six people. And it was like everyone was so involved in everyone else's lives and like really connected. My best friend at work was I think she was like late 40s. And at the time I was like early, early 20s. Her name was Lisa, too. We mm-hmm. were like best friends. Like I had her son's cell phone number in my phone. So if she wasn't answering her phone, I could call Ethan and Ethan would go and put his mom on the phone. Like that mm-hmm. was the level <laughs> of friends we were. And then the second we quit the job or I quit the job, like that was it like Mm -hmm. not friends anymore and I feel like part of me as an adult I almost get like scared to make friends now because I feel like I'm constantly waiting for when they're gonna leave Mm -hmm. and that's not healthy either I I feel like friendship guilt is really real Mm -hmm. as well because it is harder to make friends as an adult so if you have someone in your life I went through this recently where like you hold on too long because Mm -hmm. you think that you're, you're looking at the potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for me, I was in a situation where, like, I started dreading mm-hmm. interacting in, like, a group chat that this person was in because I felt like I didn't have the tools to help support them with what they were going through. Mm-hmm. I was going through my own stuff, so I tried to set boundaries and be like, hey, like, mm-hmm. my capacity is not great. For me, I get a little bit... I feel like most of the time I have a pretty secure attachment style, Mm. but if I get overwhelmed or stressed, I will veer towards avoidant. Oh, yeah. And this person was veers towards anxious attachment, Uh, which is the worst combination. So it means the ways that we reach out or pull back Mm -hmm. as our own personal defense mechanisms Mm -hmm. are like repellent to each other. Oh, God. So it was one of those situations where trying to think about it objectively I was like we're both saying exactly the wrong thing to each other Mm -hmm. like the communication like there was a breakdown in communication maturity on on both sides like I will take full ownership of that really where I was like I feel like I can't respond like instinctively Mm. and that made me like that was a a, like a hit to my self-confidence at a time when like I had a lot on my plate yeah and I never when people are like asking for space and capacity I think the reason I do get a bit avoidant is because I was like I 
I'm not going to do a good job of filtering my reactions. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be distracted. I'm going to respond quickly. I'm not going to think this through. Mm -hmm. So I would rather just pull back a little bit and be like, hey, like, I need some time to process this. I'll check in with you when I'm ready to talk about things. Yeah. And for someone who has anxious attachment, that's like the worst thing you can do. Yeah. Yeah. It just turned into this like cycle where like we just couldn't be the friend that the other person needed Mm -hmm. and as soon as I made the decision like we just needed to kind of like address that and acknowledge that and put a pause on things and give each other space Mm. it was just this huge sense of relief I think I'm also really resistant to being in another codependent friendship because my twin and I spent so much time actively working on like being our own people Mm. and like so now I kind of have to unlearn a little bit of that and get better Mm. at asking for help and setting Mm -hmm. boundaries because I think what happened in this friendship was we met like end of 2019 so most of our early friendship was trauma bonding Mm. in group chats in 2020 (laughs) and like not physically hanging out hey we've all been there and not having good boundaries yeah I I feel like it's interesting just hearing you say that and I feel like my my issue with my friendships is and I'm trying to unlearn this I I feel like I get so worried that I, I'm crossing a boundary that I get hyper vigilant about it but then in order to be my real self like I, mm-hmm. I do need to kind of like cross that boundary and get in their space and like it's so funny I'm having like a repressed memory come up from when uh, I was like three years old my brother was like maybe six and mm-hmm. I I went through a big thing where I would just follow my brother around when we were little kids like he was just the coolest person in the world to me then he still is now um but like back then I would just obsessively follow him around and one day he just like looked at me and said stop following me around I was so scared of like crossing a line with him Mm. and then I felt like I had lost it and I was like oh my god and then I would never approach him to play I would always wait for him to approach me after that and I feel like I still carry that around in adult Mm -hmm. relationships where like the second I feel I just crossed a line with somebody or like intruded on something I like fully pull back and like the friendship dissolves But what I'm learning right now, especially as I'm going through this thing with my one friend where the relationship is breaking down a little bit, Mm -hmm. I feel like, you know, there's the 50-50 rule Mm -hmm. where if you want to maintain a friendship, both people have to contribute 50% to it. And that's Mm -hmm. not an all-the-time rule. Like, depending on what's going on, like, one person can can support somebody else here. Somebody can support the other one when they need it. But it's, like, at all times, there should be a level of consistency and effort Mm -hmm. on both sides. And if you aren't getting that, then it's time to, like, re-examine and things. But it needs to be, like, a balanced, equal effort. You know what I mean? And I think with when friendships aren't working... Because, like, we're not all psychology experts, so, no. like, we we have limited toolkits based on our own experiences and, mm. and education. But I think with friendships, when they're not working, with some people, you can take that step back mm-hmm. and then give yourselves both some time mm-hmm. and then, like, check in later. Mm-hmm. With other friends, you drift apart and you just never end up back in each other's orbits and that's okay too and then yeah there are like I feel like friendship breakups are a very real thing and with the most recent one I went through Mm. I think I fully knocked myself off the pedestal so I think because people people change I think a lot of people changed over the last three years Uh, yeah and I think sometimes it's hard to sometimes it's hard to reconcile someone's online personality with Mm -hmm. their in-person personality because Mm. there might be some differences with like 
Yeah. Yeah, just with, with how those go. People are different through a screen. Yeah. And also there's a level of interpretation there, mm-hmm. too. It's different. Yeah. It definitely is. Yeah. But with this most recent friend bra- breakup, think back and figure out, like, when... Not the first moment that you noticed, mm. but really, like, spend some time analyzing your interactions before that and figure out what, like, the actual catalyst was. Like, was this something you have control over? Mm. And I might have a completely different perception of this than the other person, but the closest thing to, like, a pivotal moment that I could think of was the topic of friend breakups had come up in our group chat. Oh. And I'd mentioned that I'd been through, like, one or two before, and this friend was like, I've never pictured you as going through that. So... That's a loaded like, statement. What does I was that like, mean? One, <laughs> I was like, one, I can't live up to those expectations that you have of me if that's who you think I am as a person. Yeah. Like, I I can be petty. I can hold a grudge. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm not a perfect person. Like, conflict is part of life. Like Yeah, and I think I have a lot of patience, but that doesn't mean that I am easy to forgive. Because I have so much patience, if I'm mad at somebody, like, I'm really hurt. Also, can I just say, it's a bit of a red flag when someone, like, says you you look like you don't do conflict. Because it's like, okay, then why are you friends with me? Because, like, we're going to disagree. Are you only friends with me because you think I won't put up a fight? Like, the heck does that mean? Yeah, and I think in this case, like, we... I'd never tried to set a boundary before because mm. I was going through stress, but I was going through like community. Yeah, community stress. Panini stress that <laughs> yeah. like was relatable to everyone. Yeah. So then when I actually had stuff going on, it was like, oh, like I need to take some time for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, that I hadn't done that before. And it, like the reaction mm. was like, I was not prepared for it. Wow. But okay. so I felt all this guilt being like, oh, like I'm being a bad friend because I'm not actively there for this person right now Mm -hmm. but I'm like it would have been worse if I had forced myself to show up in the way that they wanted because it wouldn't have been real yeah like I would have been putting on an act Mm -hmm. like masking yeah and going through I feel like that's the most important thing you can do with your relationships if you want Mm -hmm. a long-standing relationship whether it's romantic or just friendship like you have to show up as yourself Mm -hmm. and who you are whether it's a good day or a bad day because like Otherwise, what's the point? You don't want friends who don't want the real you. Like, that's... Yeah. Like, this is not a sitcom. <laughs> like, yeah. just be who you are. I think, like, having friends where you can be like, I'm not doing my best today, <laughs> when you can just, like, quietly listen in on the group chat while they yeah. distract you with stories of their day, or, like, mm-hmm. maybe you hang out in person and you lay on opposite ends of the couch and scroll memes. Oh, God, but yes, you can, my like, dream. <laughs> like, friends that you can quietly exist with. Yeah to give people space to process like I have such like a high mm-hmm. I like I value that like that's something that's really important for me you need friends you can wear a bathrobe to go and <laughs> hang out with that is exactly it like you need your you need feral friends mm-hmm. that's it yeah like I I think something I've I've learned in my 31 years is the friends that if you go home exhausted mm. you ha- you weren't yourself in that social setting yeah. Yeah. so I had written out this like this letter because that's what I do when I'm trying to process things or mm-hmm. avoid contact conflict. There mm-hmm. we go. <laughs> I'll I'll write a letter mm-hmm. and then I'll sit on it and then try to figure out did I write this for me so that I mm-hmm. can acknowledge my feelings and move on or do I actually want the other person to hear this? Yeah. Um, if you think you owe it to yourself to say this to make sure that your feelings are acknowledged Mm -hmm. 
then do it, but you have no control um, for what's coming back to you or how someone responds. I had some instincts for how I thought things were going to go. I didn't want to be right. Were you right? Kind of. Okay. Not in the way that I wanted to be, to uh, be honest. Yeah. Like, but it was a lot of self-doubt because I was overthinking and second-guessing everything I was saying. Yeah. Not just to this person, but around this person because I was trying not to like uh, constantly gossip either like I feel like things should always be mm. dealt with directly between people anyways we I like made the decision that I was gonna sit on it probably edit some more but like send it in the end mm. I waited a couple weeks um, and then yeah just had this sense of relief I had thought I had a like like a muscle knot between my shoulder blades that was like physical and I was like weird what activity have I been doing lately no (laughs) your body holds stress (laughs) oh my god yeah I bet it felt I bet it felt so good when everything was said and done with that like when you shared that with her and then it's like okay everything's officially exploded yeah and I was like I can't go back and change things or rephrase things like Mm. it it is what it is Mm -hmm. this is where we got to this is where things sit and that's kind of how it's going to be Mm -hmm. and I think sometimes just letting yourself be okay with that that Mm -hmm. like you're gonna be the villain in other people's stories yeah and that's kind of liberating like I know I've I know I have not always been Mm -hmm. the hero in every story I haven't even always been the hero in my own story and that's Mm -hmm. okay like that's part of life like you are going to hurt people mm-hmm. throughout the course of your life. And that's okay because you need to have those experiences to make you more empathetic as a person, to help you understand like your own feelings, your own actions, understand how your own experiences are playing out and how you treat other people. Like It's okay to not always be in the right as long as you take something from that experience. Yeah. Although, to be entirely honest, I think you were right in this situation. Speaking as a third-party observer, <laughs> um, yeah. I think you were in the right, and it's good that you let this go. Yeah, so to draw the line with this week's episode, mm-hmm. if you need to draw the line in a friend and they don't let you, mm-hmm. that person is not your friend. Red flag! Yeah, don't do that. Absolutely yeah. not. Um, yeah, I feel like it's really hard to be a grown-up and try to find these significant relationships and not everyone you meet is going to be your best friend but some people are are just in your life to get you through a situation to teach you something to walk with you for this part of the trail but then take their turn and you take their the other and you know it's okay to let things go even if you do leave behind claw marks like we said yeah it still matters it's still important yeah. It doesn't have to define every part of you. So. Yeah. Okay, so to wrap up, if anyone is listening and wants to be our friend, how do they find <laughs> us on the internet? Amazing. Um, you can follow us uh, on TikTok and Instagram at Bad at Boundaries. We also have a website, badatboundaries.com. Uh, there's merch on there now. We also have a Patreon because it turns out running a podcast costs money. Uh, mm-hmm. So if you would like to help us fund our website um we would also love to have guests on here eventually but we would like to be able to fairly compensate them yeah so i other than like tarot readings was how i was going (laughs) to compensate people but yeah if you want to be our be our buddy uh go join our patreon you can find me on tiktok my personal is littlest beer 
Kelly or Kelly dot McGillis on everything. Everywhere. Yeah. Yep. Easy to find. All right. Draw the line. Draw the line. Bad at Boundaries is a podcast created by Lisa Hennig and Kelly McGillis. Follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Bad at Boundaries. Thanks for listening.